0: May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God our Father, through his Son, his only Son, his Holy Son, Jesus the Christ. Sometimes we see what we want to see. Sometimes we don't see what we want to see. Sometimes we don't believe what we see. And sometimes we don't want to believe what we see. We see skiers and skateboarders and snowboarders competing in the Olympics, but we don't see the repression and the genocide against the Uyghur people in western China. We see the story of police in Cheyenne, Cheyenne, Wyoming, rescuing one man from a fire and then several doors down rescuing another woman who has been kidnapped. And we see a bus driver in Orland Park, Illinois, courageously move the children off the stalled bus before the train strikes it but we also see the sad news of a little boy fallen and trapped and dying at a well in morocco today's old testament reading is about seeing and about speaking and it's not just for and about isaiah it's for and about you and me and us may the holy spirit give us expectant hearts and attentive ears this day to reflect and rejoice that Isaiah sees and Isaiah speaks and Isaiah must speak again. People God dearly loves, there's a story behind this story. In Exodus 33, Moses makes a bold request on Mount Sinai, saying to Yahweh, please show me your glory, to which the Lord replies, I will do this. I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim my name, the Lord, before you. But you cannot see my face, for no one shall see me and live. Yet, in Isaiah 6, the young prophet is allowed to see what elderly Moses was not allowed to see. Isaiah is given a vision of heaven on earth. The Lord sits on the throne. He is high, he is lifted up, and the train of his robe swirls and fills the temple. But he's not alone. The seraphim stand and then fly above the throne, and these angels cannot be silent. They call out, Kadosh, 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 Yahweh, Tzabaoth. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Please take a hymnal in your hands. That's this burgundy-covered book that's next to you or in front of you. And turn almost to the back, to hymn number and. 60. This is a hymn of Martin Luther, a paraphrase of Isaiah 6, written in 1526, so that German Christians could sing in their own language the Sanctus of the communion liturgy. I invite you to follow the words
1: as I sing. Isaiah, mighty seer in days of old, the Lord of all in spirit did behold, high on a lofty throne in splendor bright, with robes that filled the temple courts with light. Above the throne were flaming chairs him, six wings had they, these messengers of him, With two they veiled their faces as was bright. With two they humbly hid their feet from sight. And with the other two aloft they soared. One to the other called and praised the Lord. Holy is God, the Lord of Sabaoth. Holy is God, the Lord of Sabaoth. Holy is God, the Lord of Sabaoth. His glory fills the heavens and the earth. The Beams and lintels trembled at the cry and clouds of smoke enwrapped the throne on high.
0: That was a solo voice, but the great antiphonal hymn that Isaiah hears echoed from one side of the heavenly throne and back and forth. The choir of angels needed no organist, no prelude, no prompting to give them the right pitch or cue their entrances. They just sang out praise to the holy God. And when the seraphim sing, the foundation stones under the threshold of the temple shook. Clouds of incense filled the house of God. Now Isaiah has to speak. Woe is me, I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips. How can I speak for God in the middle of those with unclean lips? And I am not worthy to see the unseen one. Yet my eyes have glimpsed God in all his glory. Woe is me. God answers Isaiah, With a sign, not with a verbal reply. A burning coal from the altar of incense is taken by a seraph, a fiery angel who flies to Isaiah's unclean lips. The scorching heat touches tender flesh. And the messenger of God says, now you are clean. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. Our faint and feeble voices make Isaiah's words our own today. We are unclean. Our lives are far from holy. Every day we sin in our thoughts and words and our deeds. Every day we sin by what we do and what we don't do. Every day we fail to love God with our whole heart and we fail to love our neighbors as ourselves. Every day we justly deserve God's present and eternal punishment. Every day we cry out to God, have mercy, forgive us, renew us, lead us to delight in your will and walk in your ways. Then God speaks. Though we are all like Simon Peter in today's gospel reading, though we all cry out, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, a sinful woman, a sinful youth, a sinful child. God speaks to us, and his cleansing coal has touched your lips, my dear brothers and sisters. As St. Ambrose preached it in the fourth century, Christ was himself the coal who was burnt up for our sins. This holy cleansing happens when sins are confessed and absolution is spoken in the place of and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ. When it happens in this sanctuary to all sinners or in this sanctuary or in a pastor study to only one sinner. Many of you have heard me speak about Yom Kippur. It's the festival given and described in Leviticus 16. It marks the Jewish New Year. Sadly, the current observance of the Day of Atonement, that's what Yom Kippur means, is far from its original practice and meaning as given to God's covenant people. In modern Judaism, Yom Kippur is about horizontal satisfaction and reconciliation. It's about making promises to do better and to be better. But the Old Testament festival always pointed to the Messiah, always to the final and perfect Lamb of God on whom our sins would be confessed, It always pointed to Golgotha in commanding that the blood of the second goat must be carried inside the curtain and sprinkled on the Ark of the Covenant. Woe is me, woe are you, and you, and you. That blood should have been ours, yours, and mine. Yet we have seen the unseen one, the word made flesh full of grace and truth. We have seen him stretched out on the cross. We have seen him pierced. We have seen him bleeding. We have seen him breathing his last. We have seen the curtain torn open, the barrier removed. The angelic choir sings the Trisagion Antiphon, the triple Kadosh in Isaiah's great vision. And the choir of all the saints echoes their hymn, proclaiming and celebrating that the great dragon has been thrown down, the heel striker's head is crushed, the liar lies conquered, the deceiver is defeated. There is a final encounter in this temple vision of Isaiah. The prophet hears the voice of the Lord, whom shall I send, who will go for us? Isaiah must speak again. Though he first spoke with hesitancy, now he speaks with hearty humility. He speaks with faith. He speaks with confidence. Here am I. Send me. In spirit-breathed faith, we say the same. And these made holy lips, my lips and your lips, boldly speak the good news of grace and forgiveness and new life. Holy, holy, holy echoes throughout the church in every divine service in every place. It will echo within these walls at Crown of Light, this upside down boat in less than 15 minutes. This is always so always until the return of Christ in glory, when vision will become reality. Then we will join with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven to sing eternal praise to the Lamb who reigns on his throne. Then this will be the song, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The new heavens and the new earth are filled with his glory. In the name of the Father and of the Son,